Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. And on this episode, we are going to do some uh, thinking, doing, playing board games. And more specifically in that segment, we're going to do our Spiel des Jahres picks. And uh, Ryan, it's review time. What are we reviewing? We are going to review a little game known as Chai. Ah, just right. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories' amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. We're going into some uh, thinking, doing, playing board games, and I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take point on this. Um, I again doing some research for our upcoming. Uh, episode of uh, Viva Las Euro. Nice. And, uh, Nailed <laughs> thank it. You. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm here all week. Try the veal. Uh-huh. Um, uh, wait, no, not veal. Try the vegan. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, I played uh, Macau by, mm. uh, and again, my one of my Feld favorite. goodness. Oh, Ste- Stefan Feld. Uh, published by, I think this is Ravensburger, but it was Aliyah, Rio Grande, um, this thing. And of course, Ryan, it's coming to Queen's Games, is bringing this one back out, but under a different title. What is that title again? Oh, okay. Amsterdam? One, I think this one's coming out as Amsterdam as yes. part of the new Steffenfeld Queen Games City Collection. And um, to, uh, to, ba- to make that even more solid, um, yes. People need to play this game. It's so awesome. Uh, without going, you know, into too heavy detail, it's a Feld, it's a Euro, it's a cube pusher kind of thing. But the it's balanced. The idea is that you're uh, 17th century Macau, uh, port city, um, and uh, you're doing trading, <laughs> trading a Euro. What? <laughs> what? Um, and collecting, right? So. Um, it's action points, it's card drafting, it's dice rolling, but it's not dice rolling to the effect that, uh, as as I just realized from my Stone Age tournament, how much dice hate me. <laughs> oh I've got gosh. the Will Wheaton curse, I'm telling you. I've never seen so many, so many ones and twos in my life. But <laughs> I digress. Uh, Macau is just so awesome, the way that... Everything starts off slow in the beginning as you get your system going, as you get your your strategy flowing, depending on, you know, what you acquire from the city uh, and what goods that you're going to trade. Because later in the game, your, 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 your shipping trading doesn't happen right away. It's one of those kind of later games as your momentum gets going and as you acquire quantities of resources that you need to turn into points. So, uh it's 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 a game that at least for me i understand very well and i think what i love the most about this game is where the dice work in and it's a win rows so like a compass setting and it has uh the dice reflect uh what what next round if it's a one or six rounds from now uh, where the resources and the colors go for you to use those in future considerations um, if you if and, and every turn the wind rose spins and it releases or, or unlocks these resources that you've planned for in the future and man is that so much fun when you when you can see 
a set of cubes that are coming one or two turns away and you're looking at 14 cubes and you're thinking, I'm going shopping, I'm going shipping. You've just got a list of things that you want to get done. I, I love this game. Oh, it is so good. That is what you just said there about like the, you can see the 14 cubes just coming. <laughs> Everything like that you're like, oh Delicious. baby, I'm going to, but what, what makes this game so good is that there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to take some actions before you in the before rounds. Yeah. And they're going to snipe those big point tiles in some of those cities, or they're going to, there's a little bit of an area control thing going off on the sideboard mm-hmm. there oh, too. Yeah. Where you're, the you're connectivity to, of the, of your neighborhood. Yeah, and they just, and they just kind of, cut off your line and you can't get the big, you can't get a big line of buildings anymore. And you're like, Oh, I was going to do something really cool, but you just got there one round sooner. Oh, it's got all of those moments. Yeah. And just, and just to get back to me right now, flipping my flipping the bird to dice in general, because they hate me. This is a dice game where there is no risk. They just predict the resources and the quantity so I like dice used in this manner rather than to harm me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Norm just said, we just had the Stone Age tournament. I'm just wrapping up my my last game here. And oh my gosh, oh. when you when you put when you put four guys down and on the wood space and you only get like one wood out of it because you rolled like four ones. I'm telling you, if I, I should have took notes. For the I'm I swear I only had two dice rolls that were above fifty percent efficiency, and I'm not complaining. <laughs> okay, maybe I am a little bit, but no, you know I can honestly say I now know why I got rid of Stone Age because the randomness of the dice they they hate me. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the beauty of that game. I'm oh. never gonna I'm never gonna get rid of Stone Age. Oh, Actually, that, I have the an, I have the fancy anniversary edition. I might as well just tell everybody here. I'm gonna I'll come in a, at a solid third. I'll do everything the same as everybody, but it'll come down to the dice hating me. So I'm just gonna sit back and and watch my phone and knock out a solid third place. <laughs> everything I do, <laughs> third place. <laughs> So that's Macau. Yeah, so that's Macau. <laughs> Guess what chunk of the episode's getting edited? <laughs> okay, so on I to you. Not. Yeah, on to they, this is like a therapy session. All right, how was your <laughs> cool. gaming this week? It sucked. All right, so Ryan. Cool. So I'm going to talk about a, a game that um, I mentioned on the What You've Been Playing Wednesday podcast, which we which releases every Wednesday. Um it was a Kickstarter game that I totally even forgot that I like this is this is this is the junkie behavior here where you forget that you even bought it. Get a notification it, on your phone, it's like, what? What 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 is this? Lucky Duck Games? <laughs> and then what's from Lucky Duck Games? You gotta go buy. I'm like, oh, that one. I don't even remember how to how do you remember how this did, plays? Did you have to go back in your Kickstarter history to see it's like scroll back? Oh, oh, there yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I had to do. <laughs> So anyways, the game I'm talking about is on the hotness of BGG right now because everybody's talking about it, apparently, which is called Destinies. And actually, uh, when it was first on Kickstarter, it was actually called Time of Legends Destinies because it was supposed to have some sort of crossover play with the other Time of Legends game, Joan of Arc. But then something apparently something happened in post-production, post-Kickstarter that they were not allowed to use the Time of Legends brand anymore. They had to actually call it something else. So they just dropped Time of Legends and just called it Destinies. And Destinies is a really kind of a, it's cool. It's an, it's an app driven narrative um, game, kind of like with like a la um, Lord of the Rings, Journeys in Middle Earth, Mansions of Madness, the, those, those fantasy like descent, kind of like those, those types of things where you're going to be mm-hmm. um, exploring a map that's produced by a app. Uh, so I've been playing it on my iPad and yeah, you just travel. And then there every now and then some points of interest are going to pop up. And while you do is you on your turn, you just interact with a point of interest. Now what you're trying to do. Oh yeah. This is not even cooperative. This <sighs> is competitive narrative storytelling so how does that work (laughs) beginning of a scenario each player chooses a character and on the back of their character card is their destiny and so depending on your character there's two or three options of a destiny that they're asked to fulfill 
And really, it's just a race to see who can complete their destiny before the other player or players. It's a one to three player game. That's cool. what, I, what I thought was interesting, that the maximum player count is three because that's the amount of characters in a scenario, I guess. And yeah, I'm not going to reveal too much. There is an introductory scenario that just kind of gets you playing through the um, the game mechanics. And then there is a four-part um, campaign. When what's really interesting is that the campaign, um, you don't play the same character every scenario. Every scenario is a different set of characters. You're playing the story. You're playing out the story. Yeah. And, the, and the meta story is that all of these characters' destinies are all intertwined oh, nice. with one another. So oh, you, you, there will be callbacks to previous scenarios and things that have happened in previous scenarios. And apparently the app remembers the choices that certain characters made during during one cool. scenario so that it'll affect your <laughs> scenarios so it's really it's really quite interesting um the, the one downside was that if it, you're playing it competitive there's going to be one player or two players that are not going to fulfill their destinies oh, and when yeah. this happened to us it felt like i didn't get to complete the game <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like the feeling that i got well, i had a tremendous time playing it like the, the the role playing elements of it are through the roof. Was was the incompletion part as stressful as someone doing the dun da 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 and then not letting you finish? And then it? Let, yes, that's exactly the that's exactly the level <laughs> that we're shooting for here. Um, and it's important to know too that you're going to collect item cards for your characters, and they all have those QR codes, a la yeah. what Lucky Ducks day uh, Lucky Duck games did with their um. Chronicles of Crime. Yeah. So every now and then you'll be able to scan an item to say fight an enemy or scan an item to say light a torch in a cave. Yeah. Or I think they've created a really great architecture in that QR code uh, integration. Yeah. Cause when I use what I'm going to use a torch for in scenario one is going to be a com- probably a completely different reason why I use a torch in scenario number four. Mm hmm type of thing so and okay a, a quick question here i'm looking at these pictures are you kidding me are, do these minis come standard with the game yes oh wow and they're pre-painted oh nope no they're oh, not okay. pre-painted. okay nope. i'm looking at i'm looking at some pre-painted stuff but still okay. these are pretty tight minis yeah now the, now they they got it right when they say these are miniatures they are mini miniatures i think they're like, yeah they're, they're, they're trying to create the scope of the map trying to kind of balance it out like yeah hey i am i am the small person in this world and then if i get across a monster yeah like that monster mini is like quite a bit larger (laughs) so it's it's been really fun um i made a note that i like i had got the upgraded version so i had like neoprene player mats which i mentioned that were they're they're a downgrade from the dual layer player boards well, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at these dual layer player words right now, and they look pretty cool. Like your player oh. tableau looks really cool. It's it's amazing. And then the neoprene mats just gives you slots to put your cards. But yeah. That that is that is really good. There's nothing really fancy or spectacular nice about dice. it. Dice. Oh, yeah. And so like the that like those dice and those miniatures are all coming in the base retail box, and that base retail box is only like MSRP of like fifty bucks. Really. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to pick me up because it's, you said, did you say it plays solo? And the solo <laughs> is probably the best way to play this game, in my opinion. Well, yeah, because you don't have to argue with anybody on how you would the story to and go. There, and there's two different ways you can play solo. You can play solo just what they call the explorer mode. Take your time, explore the landscapes, do whatever you want until you fulfill your destiny, which will probably take about two to three hours. Or you can play yeah. what's called the challenger mode, which is kind of more like a time stories type thing where you're on a clock. And cool. if you don't, and if you don't fulfill your destiny by the end of the clock, well, time runs out. You have to start all over again, but you've got some information about the landscape. Yeah. And no, in this company, they'll probably have some downloadable content from their website or their app. Yeah. So the, the Kickstarter cool. came with a, came with an expansion. So we're not into the expansion yet. And then there's a second expansion, but the second expansion is not on the app yet. They haven't finished um, the, uh, the story, the storyline integration yet for that yeah. one, but cool. Oh man. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go 
investigate this one. Oh yeah, this is probably the most streamlined, the most basic version of a app-driven narrative game. And they and do it I, well. I, oh my gosh, it, it's done so well. There's there's no convolution. You're gonna get right into this. There's very nice. minimal setup. Nice. Oh yeah, they, cool. they, they 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 did it right on this one. Right on. So destinies. That was Lucky Duck, right? Lucky Duck, and designed by. <laughs> Mikhail Golubiowski. That's the weirdest connection Philip, to my game. <laughs> and Philip Milanitsky. Well done. Oh, I probably butchered those. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think the word probably is necessary. <laughs> this episode of Cardboard Conjecture is probably sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Ball on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. Okay, so uh, that being said... Um, it's uh, yeah. Give us some Spiel des Jahres. Ooh, yeah. So just the other week, the Spiel des Jahres. Well, is that, is that is that yeah? Close enough. <laughs> uh, Close released enough. their nominations for 2021, and so let's just go here. The game of the year, the actual Spiel des Jahres. We've got three games here. We got The Adventures of Robin Hood, which looks like it's by Michael Manzel, the artist. Nice. Um, and it's published by Cosmos Games. I don't know much about that. I've heard about it, but I don't know much about it. We have Micro Macro Crime City by Jonas Siech and Edition Spielwise. Oh, Pegasus Spiel. That's yeah, Pegasus yeah. Spiel is the, the, the company. And then we got Zombie Teens Evolution by Anik Lobet, Lobet by Scorpio Masque. And yeah. I know about Micro Macro and I know about Zombie Teens Evolution. I don't Man, know. Man, this, 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 this is going to be a tight race. Yeah. Um, super proud uh, that Zombie Teens Evolution is in this because uh, Scorpio Masque, Canadian company that has... Uh, ties to obviously to a European publisher, um, but Matthew Mathieu Matthew Legault is on our mm-hmm. What You've Been Playing Wednesday. So, yay! Yeah, congratulations root- to these folks. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm rooting for this one. Um, but Micro Macro, I think the only thing I've heard about this is uh, is Dave was talking about this. Yeah, Micro Micro Macro is this thing about like the sprawling piece of paper map like this gigantic oh, table-sized map and it's got all these drawings everywhere and then like there's a deck of cards that you gotta and you gotta trace like, your way out or something like that yeah it's like you got you, you find the crime it points you to a crime you got to figure out what happened and so you got to kind of trace your the path of the or the storyline and it's folding and unfolding the paper is that what you're saying because i think i saw um shut uh, shut up and sit down do a review on this yeah, you can do it one or two ways. You can have to keep the paper folded and just unfold it as you go, or you just yeah. lay it all out. And yeah, this is on. okay. Yeah, yeah. This looked really cool. I don't know if my, mm. I think my brain would explode though. <laughs> and of course, Zombie Teens Evolution is that is that um, legacy family legacy type game where yeah. you're unlocking envelopes, chucking some dice, adding so zombies, taking. We've played zombies. Zombie Kids mm-hmm. Evolution, both you and I with our with our kids. Uh, I'm just looking at the board. I think it's got a little bit, a couple stages more depth in same philo- I think it's the same engine type, mm-hmm. um, but the map looks a little bit deeper. Yeah, I heard. I've heard that once you've done Zombie Kids, which we really enjoyed, like yeah. I really enjoyed, Regan oh. really enjoyed it. Um, that you are also going to really enjoy Zombie Teens. And I believe uh, 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 Matthew was on Twitter promoting. Or publicizing the um, expansions, Cross, crossover, the crossover, crossover challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you can have the connectivity of these two games. 
Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, and then Adventures of Robin Hood looks like it's a based off of like the Legends of Andor system. Yeah. Kind oh, of. Manzel is awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, we both really like Legends of Andor. Yeah. I think it actually even won the Kenner Spiel one year. I believe it was Legends that. of Andor. And so I'm I'm intrigued. I, I don't know if it made its way to North America yet. Hmm. Maybe it has. Conjecture. Cooperative, yeah. Uh, cooperative game and uh, campaign. It's got a board, campaign thing. Yeah, it says. board board changes over the course of each outing. Wow. Movement of characters is handled via an innovative mechanism using different wooden pieces. That, that, that wow, that was the sound of me deciding I'm spending more money. <laughs> the game board remembers, in quotation marks, what players have already explored or found. And thanks to the special materials, the entire game can be set up and dismantled oh. very quickly. There's little, I'm looking at the, some pictures on the boards, and there's little kind of pop-out windows that hide and conceal things. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay, this is going to be a very tight race. The board looks like it's in kind of three by three, like three inch by three inch tiles that have a kind of tongue and groove puzzle connectedness to it. Okay, I see. Yeah. Wow. And look, look, it's even got like a hardcover bound book. The Robin it, or, is it, or, or is that just like a copy of the Robin Hood that I, a player that a player has just put out by the? They possibly could, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, yeah, because there's these little thumb holes to fl- to to pull out the the covers to reveal stuff. Wow, that that just that just triggers the uh, the little kid in my brain going, I have to see what's under there. Yeah, the old advent calendars at Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the chocolate? Oh my gosh. So wow. Cool. So the, the, these are three great games. All right. That seems so, like three great games. So um and not only is there that, but there's also the Kinder and the uh, what is the what is the difficult games called? The Kenner. The Kenner spiel. So yeah, the Kenner is the more yeah, um, they say like the gamers game of the year. Yeah. So what I'm looking at what they got for the Kenner. I've I've heard of two of them. I haven't heard of the third one. So obviously the Lost Ruins of Arnak. A lot of people have played that, talked about it, gushed over it, and I Tons being one of, of them. Tons of hype. Yeah. Great. I I I still love it. <laughs> yeah. Paleo. I've been I've heard of I've been hearing Paleo, but I haven't played it or I haven't watched it played. But the artwork caught my attention. The um, the idea that it's a it's a um, is it a yeah it's a deck building I think it looks like it says it's another cooperative adventure game set in the Stone Age. Um, looking at a little bit more here too, kind of a memory game. Yeah, kind of. Hmm, yeah, interesting. It's, it, it's got a card game exploration. It's got a little bit of, yeah, it's got a little bit of deck building in it. You got cards of individuals that have uh, have uh, health and, yeah, it's an interesting kind of, yeah, I'm very curious about this. I might have to have a deeper look at it. Cooperative and, games are always making their appearances now. Cooperative games are like the huge buzz. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, considering the fact that people have been locked up all together for <laughs> for a long time now, you don't want to have them fighting. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so now the last one, the Fantasischreich. You mean fantasy realms? Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> about reading the German title, it's like, oh, that looks cool. Um, so yeah, tell fantasy. us about that one. You know more about that one than I do. Yeah, because uh, we've played, or I've played a couple games based off of, or what I've heard has been based off of the Fantasy Realms game. I actually didn't know that Fantasy Realms was actually a newer game that, that yeah. would be not actually nominated there. So this is interesting because like um, a game like Stonemaier Games, Red Rising, and even the game that we um, played by Chris Morris. Um, yes. Zero Escape. Z- yeah, Zero Escape. Like Zero Escape yeah. Gardening. Yeah, are based off of this this fantasy realms card play system of the play a card, pick up a card type of thing. And you're trying to just create a combo of cards in your hand. Like each card is probably going to be worth some points. If so, and so and so cards are in your hand, or if you collect sets of things or 
Yeah, I've I've yeah. heard lots of great things about Fantasy Realms too. It might be really really light ish for this type of category, but but I've also know from experience that the games that seem very light are the ones that have the depth of choices or the or the consequential choices eight turns down the road. Yeah, because we got to remember like Gongshang Clever won the Kennerspiel Dejares on its yeah. year. Yeah. And that, that was a very light, that's a very light dice game, but has tons of depth to it. Yeah. Cool. Well, out of those, I think, I think Arnak is going to take it. Mm, that, that's, that, that hat. I don't know. I that's don't know where what, the hype is. I think. I, can I get a, can I go on record and say, I don't know what they would be smoking. If they <laughs> don't choose Arnak. Yeah. Lead paint chips. Yeah. Lost uh, Runes of Arnak is definitely my pick for the Kenner spiel. Fantastic game. Yeah. Now the, the, Kinder and Kinder, of course, because I know Kinder eggs. Those are for kids <laughs> or university students. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, they've got uh, Dragomino, Mia London. That's I'm just going to shorten that because there's a subtitle. And uh, st- I think Storytailers. Am I getting mm-hmm. this correctly? Yep. Now, once and, again. And, and, and Mia London yeah. is from our friends at Scorpio Masque games again. So they got two nominations this year, which is that, that that's phenomenal. That's for, for a publisher <laughs> and a Canadian publisher that, yeah. that I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm all the clamped talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> and of course I know nothing about any of these games. Well, the, the, um, the Mia, here's a, here's an interesting thing. Um, Mia London I went uh, to, I mean, I'm thinking, okay, I appreciate, Daniel's got a great memory. This looks like a memory game where you got, the, the best way I can describe this is you have this booklet that has, you know, when you had the head, the, the, the body and the legs of stuff and you could flip it around and create different things. This is kind of that mechanism. And without me exploring too deep the connectivity, because it looks like there's, um, not a market, but sort of uh, cards with mustaches and glasses. And I, I'm, I'm, just for me looking at all of this, it, it looks like a very clever uh, memory system game where you're probably identifying, because it's like Mia London in the case of the 625 scoundrels. So I'm guessing this flip book is able to generate that many different kind of, of uh, <laughs> representations of, of uh, mugshots. But yeah, no, this looks really cool. I know that I compared to Daniel, I would suck at this. He's got a, he's got a dialed-in memory. Okay, and I'm I'm looking at Drag Omino. Yeah, and it's got a very like the the aesthetics got a very King Domino like aesthetic well, to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- this is by Pegasus Spiel, but it's also designed by Bruno Cathala, is one yeah. of the des- one of the credited designers. There you go. And so this looks, it looks like a little extra layer. It's got the domino pieces. It looks like you're trying to connect the, like, a, but then there's oh. also token. There's also tokens here. Yeah. Like yeah. You're also playing, you're also playing down onto matching, looks like matching terrain types. I think he's taken that, what he learned from King Domino and he's putting a, a, a deeper spin on it. Cause of course that King Domino, that's a kingdoms. Next thing you have in kingdoms are dragons. So yeah, this looks like a really cool offshoot. Oh, Regan loves King Domino. You know, I, I bet you if I said, "Well, we can play with dragons now," he's, yeah. all, he's gonna be all. He's gonna be all into this. Yeah, I, that's the sound of money being made. <laughs> well, see, I should because because he's so young. I should be paying attention to the Kinderspiel. Yeah, for, for for right now, pattern building. Well, yeah, that's that's. It's looking, it's ex, well, as it says, the King Domino family is expanding with Dragomino, a version for children who are going in search of dragon eggs. So cool. Mm-hmm. Then we got Storytailers, which I know nothing. I'm trying to read, I'm reading it right now. The artwork looks really nice. I mean, use your wit and imagination to tailor the stories to your taste and fit them out with the most suitable characters. Oh, hmm. right on. So yeah, it looks like there's the, yeah, it looks like there's some card play. And yeah. This I know it's kind of cool. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Because <laughs> I don't know. Okay. If I were to predict on this one, then 
Dragon Domino looks too much like King Domino, so I doubt we're going to actually see that one win. Um, Mia Taylor, uh, sorry, Mia London, looks like it would be yeah. unique enough. Yeah. Looks like it would be unique enough that it, but Story Taylor looks like it's very. Well, it's, I mean, okay, first of all, it's for kids, and I'm looking at this, got a really cool, like the game board, part of the game board is a storybook where you put these cards into play on the book to generate a narrative. I think that's a very clever system. Oh my God. But I don't okay. want to detract. See, here's, here's my thinking is that Dragomino um, has a, uh, has a very well-respected lineage, right? So that's, it's got its weight there. Mia London. I don't, I've never seen anybody use that flip book mechanism. Um, mm -hmm. In a in a in a kids game situation, and storytellers once again, yeah, I have the the fact that you're using a storybook, and these and the cards that you draw become, I think from what I what I saw there the the you know the players in the story, and mm -hmm. the numbers might affect the severity of the actions in the stories. Who knows? That would be that would be something. I mean, all three of those, um, as far as children goes, uh, trigger different parts of their brain, right? So what cool. you picking? What's my 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 want. I want. I would love to see Scorpio Masque take this. Um, I'm thinking. Hmm. Just just though. Again, it's it's with the spiel. It's one of those out of nowhere. Um, a pick happens. So I, I might. I think I might go with storytellers. Okay. I'll, but I'll, I want I'll Mia London to win. I want Mia London. I, I, I think. I think I'm. I think I'm in the right there. My heart. Is saying Mia London. Yeah. Maybe they're going to surprise me. Okay, I'm going to pick Dragnomino. They, they, they might surprise me. Dragnomino. That, that, it might be too similar to King Domino, but I might, I have, but I have absolutely no idea how it plays. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick that one. I'm, that's going to be my, that's my, my pick. And then, yeah, Lost Ruins of Arnak is my Kenner spiel. Me too, yeah. Oh, the spiel though. My heart wants zombie teens. Yeah, I think this year it's going to micro macro. I think it might just do enough. Well, that's you. Uh, it's it's very unique, like that map maze stuff. I've mm -hmm. I've not seen it before. Yeah, yeah. I I think micro macro takes it this year. Cool. This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge, right here in Saskatoon, using industry leading technology. Breakout Escapes escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. And we are back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. We're going to do a review of Chai. Ryan, take it away with the game details. Sure. So Chai is a 2019 release by Dan and Connie Kazmaier, who were just recently on the show last week. And their publishing company, Steeped Games. It plays... Oh my gosh, I lost it here. It plays with, is, is this is this one to one, one to, to five. six? One, to, one five. to five. One yeah. to five players. One to five players. And yeah. Oh, the artists. The artists are right here. Mary Hastik and Shahana Vijay is what Board Game Geek is crediting is crediting. Cool. Um uh the uh, the next phase that we always like to do is the overview and the nuts and bolts. So I'm going to give the overview, and I always love reading what is provided on BGG by the publisher. So in Chai, you will step into the shoes of a tea merchant, combining tea flavors to make a perfect blend, specializing in either <laughs> Robios, green, oolong, black, or white tea. You will buy and collect ingredients to fulfill customers' orders. As a tea merchant, each turn you will do one of the following. You can visit the market. The player immediately receives a gold coin and selects a tea flavor tile, mint, jasmine, lemon, ginger, berries, and lavender, adding to their tea box. If the flavor tile is touching tiles of the same type, these tiles are also taken. 
Payment, gold, silver, or copper coins, is placed in the money pouch corresponding to the furthest right column the tiles were in. Players cannot have more than 12 flavor tiles in their tea box at any time. The other action, um, select additives, tea additive cards, milk, sugar, uh, honey, vanilla, and chai spices are also needed to complete most orders. The player may conduct two actions in the additive area, selecting all of the additive cards of one type or new cards drawn after the first action, resetting the visible cards or drawing a card from the added additive deck. <laughs> uh, players cannot have more than six additive cards in their tea box at a time. The next potential choice, reserve a customer. Player may also reserve a customer card from the customer pool from the visible cards or draw deck. If drawing a visible card, a new card is immediately drawn face up into the customer pool to replace the card taken. Player cannot have more than three unfulfilled customer cards at any time in the tee box. Um, if a player has more than three cards, a card discarded may be placed face up in the customer pool with a copper coin from the money pouch placed on top. At the end of the turn, a player may complete a tee order from one customer card in their hand or visible in the customer pool. A base tea token, tea flavors, and additives shown on the card are needed ingredients and placed in an empty teacup. The player flips over a tip and receives a coin bonus, moving the thermometer round tracker up one notch if all cups are filled. The game ends. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to stop there because I will put the game ends and the, the, way you make, uh, the way you make points, I'll pass that off to Ryan. Well, you kind of nailed it on the, on the head here where you're just, you're, what we're trying to do is we're just trying to fulfill these orders on these customer cards. And once you've, once a certain number of, uh, what is it, rounds have played. Now I'm just like taking a look here. It looks like it's about, I think it's five rounds. Yes, I believe it's five rounds. At the end of five rounds, you're going to add up the points on your customer cards and whoever has, you know, Whoever has satisfied the most illustrious customers and therefore getting you the most points is going to be is going to be the winner of chai. Awesome. So um, that's the overview nuts and bolts. We're gonna go into some opinions and always starting from the outside in. We like to look at the packaging of the box. And I have to say that the artwork on the box is gorgeous yeah i just yeah, love it's very cute yeah i it's love the art cute. style it's very peaceful it's very serene it's very connected to what you're going to expect inside the box and so should we make a note that we are we are actually reviewing the deluxe edition yes we did receive of, yeah, yeah the yeah, deluxe that, edition from the uh, from uh, dan and connie so um yeah uh, the artwork is awesome um now moving uh, inside uh, the font and the graphics, everything. I mean, what we talked about when we when we interviewed them. What I appreciated is everything had a nice balanced space. It was very harmonious. It was, I mean, like I said, in balance. Everything looked in balance, which is probably, you know, I don't do much tea, but I think that idea of balance is very much in the palette of all of all this tea uh, culture. Mm -hmm. So. Components, Ryan. So the deluxe edition components are stellarly fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so um, awesome. Straight, right, right, right down um, from the, uh, this one has metal coins, which are yeah. very, very nice. But even the cardboard coins that I saw that are still inside the box there, those are the, they're the nice, yeah. they're the nice thick cardboard. They're not, we're not chipping out on flimsy cardboard. This no. is the nice, they're the nice thick cardboard. Um, the tiles. For the market now, I think the I think that was a design. I don't think I think I think those are standard in just the yeah. retail edition of chai yeah. as well. So these nice chunky are they Mahjong plastic kind of feeling things? What weren't yeah, they? Yeah, nice hefty plastic yeah. or they're not acrylic, but no. Oh my! Oh my goodness! They they feel like porcelain. It felt to me it, it had a click to it. It was just so tactile. It was just awesome. Yeah, they're 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 um fantastic the card quality is stellar is that nice with that nice linen finish and the cups um to them and and, <laughs> and i believe the deluxe edition has these molded 
they're they're almost like clay, but they're not clay yeah. cups. But yeah, the 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 tip jars that you yeah. put your components into when you fulfill a recipe. Beautiful tea ceremony cups. It was awesome. Yeah. The, yeah. The the presentation, the dual layered, mm. um, the dual layered market board, and yeah. is it where the player? I can. Let's see. It's already been a, a few weeks since I played this. Um, the player boards are also yeah. very 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 nice. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I, I was very impressed with, uh, with the thought that went into the components. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very, in, in, in my mind for, for, we're going to get into the gameplay and everything. The, 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 the production of this game is in, in what I would say is over the top, but that's what they were going for. Yeah. They're yeah. like this huge table presence. You're like, you're going to like, if you were to watch, walk by somebody playing this oh, at a, it would a, a convention, attention. You would definitely like. What are they got going on? Yeah. There's cups and there's these. The nice cards are nice and tiles. big. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's. Yeah, uh, they're kind of like they're kind of like that Seven Wonders size. Yeah, tarot card. That, that tarot size. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the rule book. I mean, we're both school teachers. We love a very well planned out, step by step, intuitive, uh, rule book to read. Uh, I very much appreciated this book. And I, again, back to that whole idea of balance and white space compared to content and information and the graphic size versus text size. I think everything was well-balanced. And so that's visually um, content wise. It, it was easy to, it was smooth to read because they say it's eight and up. Well, in my head, in my head, if you're, if you're promoting a game that's eight and up, then you better understand that, you're saying that an eight-year-old should be able to read and understand your rule book. And in this case, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's very well thought out in regards to its stages of learning and where to find stuff too. What do you think? Yeah. I, so, so for the, for the game that it is, I found that this rule book did a very good job on laying out the, the process of the game and the process of a round um, it, I am now I'm looking at currently I'm looking at the version two um, rule book. Um, the rule book that we looked at was the version one and it, it needed, it needed, that one needed a little bit of work. There mm-hmm. was some clarification points, but I believe that now the version that you get in a game, if you were to pick this up in the, in retail is, 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 is much better. There's a lot more clarification on those um, player, the, the, the special ability cards. Yeah. There's a little bit more clarification on those. Um. Yeah. No. Other. Otherwise, it, it does its job. It's very functional. It's broken down exactly how you would find every every single piece, every single point. Yeah. And everything is nicely is nicely detailed. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, next point: game system and game style. Why don't you start? Okay. So there's a couple of thoughts that I have on this game. Is that this is a the they 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 nailed their market. Yes. If, if they say they were going for a um, family style, very relaxing atmosphere type of game, they nailed it here. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's nothing overly complicated about what we're what we're doing here because eventually, at the end of the day, it's a very um, resource management, set collecting, fulfill yeah. some contracts type of game. It's and, and the, the economics of it aren't hard. Like, no. Yeah. No. No. Now. I made a mention in our interview, my favorite thing about this game and during the gameplay is the actual visiting the market action yeah. where it kind of really triggers that candy crush yeah. type of, um, I, I call it the candy crush. I, there's a bazillion games yeah. out there, bejeweled and whatnot, yeah. where you um, buy all of the ingredients at a certain, that are all clumped together. So if there's yeah. like three yellows all together, you just buy all three of those at, whatever the most expensive one's price is. So if there's yeah. one of those tiles that's in the two range, you pay $2 for yeah. all of them. We could get deeper into this with that unique mechanism part because I got a whole bunch of other stuff to say about that too. Um, yeah. But yeah, what do you think of the, um, what do you think of the, uh, 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 what is it here? Uh, the pantry, yeah. Now in my description, I talked about cards, but I believe in, in the more refined additions, uh, it's little uh, circle tokens that are in, that are in this this kind of uh, round pantry tray. Yeah, and so what you're doing in, all you're doing in the pantry is that you get to select three tokens. 
It, yeah. You, and if and if there's no tokens in there that you like, you can kind of push your luck a little bit. You can pay a dollar and take all five of those tokens, throw them back in the bag, shuffle it up and draw five new, and then pick three tiles out of that. And these are just also added requirements to those customer mm-hmm. cards. Some customer yeah. cards are going to require these pantry tokens. Yeah. I don't know. I just like it that you just, you know, just look at it. If that's the action I'm going to take, pick three. And it doesn't hurt you. Yeah. No, no, no there's, no, there's no benefit unless if you pay a dollar and you shuffle the five and you get the same five back and you're like, oh man, okay. I just wasted a buck, but whatever. Yeah. The, um, I, I really like when you talked about the, the, the ability for a lot of people to get into this game, because on the surface, it's a, it's a, it's a light ish game. But it can also be a deeper game if you look at that uh, reserve a customer uh, um, choice, because now with you get these little additive powers. Uh, one reserving a customer, but I think the the most the most beneficial thing to that action is that kickback you get of the using ability. So, what do you think of that? So. That's kind of also another small little thing that I liked about this is that usually in these types of games where you reserve a customer or you reserve a contract, or you, that's usually just your actions. Yeah. You you reserve it. You don't get anything else other than you just hate drafted maybe something away from yeah. the other players or something like that. But you, know, you also get to do one of the three. There's always three out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they call them? Customer, abil- customer abilities. abilities. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's a whole wide range of them purchasing things for free, getting some money as a return yeah. or sell a flavor for, you know, some money. Yeah. Just these kind yeah. of, not necessarily ruler rule breakers, but kind of like side deals. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, you can make your game as complex as you want by, yeah. by focusing your strategy on there. Cause there are definitely some of those powers that are really, really good. If you time them absolutely correctly, like there's the one that allows you to, after you f- reserve somebody, you know, you get to re- you get to fulfill a customer for one resource less. Yeah, yeah, which is fantastic. Well, and, and talking about that too, because um, we didn't really get too deep into it, but the customers uh, have a point uh, system associated with it. And like every other game, if it takes a small amount of resources to fulfill a, an order, the points value is going to be lower. If it takes more, uh, you know, more. Uh, um, like a, a longer recipe fulfillment, then of course that uh, uh, customer is going to be worth more money. And I like the idea where in the market you could fulfill a customer that belongs to, let's say you picked it, you know, green. I think green is a green tea, but green tea um, that I could fulfill a green tea customer and take one of your tokens because you only have a limited amount of tokens and use the pay for, you know, take that away from you. Um, it, and that's what I believe pushes the the timer because uh, it, um, it's it's connected to fulfilling so many uh, customers will trigger at the end of a round and there's only five rounds so yeah I, I like that idea yeah it was it was unique now now one the one thing that I that I didn't like was the thing that you just mentioned was that there are it'll say like a two player game. As soon as two orders have been fulfilled, that's the end of the round. Yo, it goes fast. Yeah, it, it, it goes by very, very fast <laughs> in, in a two-player. So that's why I think um, if you played this at more like a four or a five-player count, there's that there will be it, in a four-player game. Then it would be once four orders yeah. have yeah have been fulfilled. Because in our experience with the two-player game, it was if I fulfilled both orders on the round, while well, Jen was fulfilling both orders. On on her yeah. on her because she she had already a whole ton of resources yeah. left over from the from that one round. <laughs> it's like it's like over caffeinated rounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there would always be a couple rounds yeah. where it's like, hey, I got two, and then the very next round, well, she got two, and that that round's over. Yeah, <laughs> cool. It's done. Well, as far as the game system and style goes, I appreciated this one because it plays solo. But not only does it play solo, it has three different ways you can play this solo. Uh, and I'm not going to get into it deep, but um, there, uh, yeah, it, I, I, I like the fact that there was some variability for the solo games and it was variability that was at least had some thought put to it. Right. There was effort, there was effort made to, uh, have these solo players, uh, happy with the product. So yeah. Yay. 
Um, anything else you want to get into on the uh, on the game system game style before we get into the unique mechanisms? No, uh, I, I think we I think we've we nailed it. It's a very yeah, like yeah. we said again, it's a nice that nice family that's not family weight. I think you even mentioned like we made an off the cuff comment one time that's like it's kind of like playing Takedo. It's very yeah. like zen. It's very yeah. zen like. It's there's, there's not supposed to be. There's not supposed to be high stress. Yeah. <laughs> in, you're having you're having chai tea. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Now I love the unique mechanisms. Um, you mentioned the market. Uh, now to describe visually the market, you have, I believe, I'm going to bring up some visual aids here. Uh, you have three rows, three horizontal rows. And it's a grid system. So you got three horizontal sliding rows and uh, vertically in the first column, uh, anything there is worth one, uh, I guess, copper. In the second and third column, you have a two value. And the third, fourth, fifth column, you have a three value. So as you stock it from uh, right to left, because it's going to slide towards the left, you use the best, uh, the best, uh, uh, metaphor was was it candy gram or um, yeah, candy crush yeah candy crush or because bejeweled. or bejeweled right and it's and it's an orthogonally orthogonally connected set and as you said uh, the further that set pushes into the uh, um, columns of value that determines how much you have to pay and once it's done everything slides down to the left and you populate top row to the middle row to the bottom row and yeah and you talk to us if you want to buy more yeah go yeah. ahead you get your so i've described this tell me what you thought of this ryan well it's just we we, we haven't seen a market like 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 that in any other game with that with it's always it's always fluctuating in that candy crush type of manner Things are going to slide down, kind then a, get re, then get grouped together again, and then maybe at a cheaper price. Is this kind something. of potion explosiony? Sure, I haven't played potion. Okay, explosion. I haven't either. That's why I was. <laughs> that was. That's why there was a. I wasn't up talking. I was. That was an actual question. <laughs> yeah. No. Probably because potion explosion is, from what I understand, is, is based off of that that type Tracks of that that video yeah. game video game okay. method. Which also is also kind of cool here is when you take this action. Even if you had no money, mm. you get three dollars. Yeah, yeah. You get you get three dollars yeah. for this for this action. Yeah, and you have to as you have to spend. You have to buy something. You have to buy something. Yeah. Yes. So you have to buy something. I the only like you are right. This this market mechanism is really cool, and the only place I can even think of something that's similar to this is Harbor. Remember where you, where you, yeah, where wait, you wait, buy wait, things and it's and it slides, but that's a single like, track, yeah. It's just a single track, and everything's just kind of going up and down it. But that whole sliding, that whole sliding thing—that's the only thing I could, uh, I could even yeah. relate the, to. So. The whole one about this one is that you're trying to create those groups, so yeah. You try to get as much as you want, yeah. Everything like that, but be careful because you can only hold twelve. <laughs> okay, yeah. I got I got bit a couple times where I had too much. I was like, oh, look at no this, room. this, this. This created a group of five, but I can only carry over three. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, three of them. I don't need five lemons. I just yeah. need two. <laughs> so yeah, cool. Um, anything else? That, to me, that was the most. That was well, by that, far the standout. Yeah, that and when you reserve a customer, yeah, you also get the trigger um, an ability to 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 go along with the reserve re- reservation of the of the character. Cool, cool. All right. As we finish this, does this all connect? And and I'll let you start on this one. Well, you you know me in theme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. So spreadsheet. A, yeah, yeah. Do, do I? Because I always ask, do I feel like the tea maker? Do I feel like I'm a customer <laughs> at the tea shop, or am I just pushing cubes and pushing tiles? Tiles. But, but but I but I think what they were trying to do here does connect with what they wanted to do, where you're collecting the ingredients. And then what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to blend it all together to fulfill a customer. And so, so, so yeah, yeah. In, in, in a sense, they kind of, they kind of do mimic that feeling of the I collecting li- of the ingredients. I like how you mentioned a relative uh, example is Takedo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. And I, I, I reflect the same. Okay. I'm more, 
I'm more narratively uh, driven than you are. Uh, I, I like to use more adjectives, I think. Um, and uh, but I I appreciated this game for the art brought you to a place. The game system reinforced that environment, and uh, I think the gameplay just created a nice relaxing moment, which is kind of what, I mean, I'm not, I'm a coffee drinker. So, but I understand that whole moment of just taking some time, just, just very meditative moment. And I think this, like, there's no cutthroatness. There's no, there's no aggressive play. I think they did a great job of, of trying to mesh this together. Yeah, you can so, be as you can be as um, competitive as you want in this game, or you can be as just nonchalant as you want in this game. So, I I, I, I like it for that fact. Like I I love meaty euros. Yeah, I love yeah. trying to find complicated combos and <laughs> trying to pull them off and stuff like that. And you can try that in this game, or you can just sit back and just nope, just collect things from the market and fulfill orders and try to do it better than Ryan because Ryan's overthinking everything. <laughs> yeah. This. As he's crunching out the numbers, I'm going to have a nice calming sip of coffee or tea and set it down and the, the watch him scratch his frontal lobe. <laughs> that's pretty much it. All right. So conclusions, I'm going to start off conclusions. Um, this is what I conclude. I like this game. Uh, I like it from the solo perspective. I like it from the, uh, potential once we're able to play face-to-face -face with others, um, I can see this being a, a nice game to play. Um, as we use our system in the top shelf, middle shelf, as far as I'm going to kind of sub-relate it, as far as those games that I'm going to play with my family, yeah, this is a, this is a top shelf game, right? Um, if I'm going to, like, if I'm going to invite you and Dave and, and Jeff and, and our typical menu is a Vital Lacerda, this is, I mean, this, this isn't going to be the game that the heavy, heavy gamers um, are. And again, maybe it is, right? I enjoyed it. I love those games. I like this game too. This is a great game. So, yeah, I quite encourage everybody to have fun with this game. Awesome. For me, it's it's a middle shelf type of game. It's not one that I would that I'm going to pull out um, often. Um, mm -hmm. Mainly, mainly in our in our, my situation, it's just me and Jen. And this is a this is a type of game that I don't feel plays well at the lower player count. Maybe that's why on Kickstarter they came up with the chai tea for two. Yeah type of thing because I, I i really feel like it, we're, we're losing something on the two-player end and i think there is a lot more interaction to be explored for the um for like say like the three and four player and maybe yeah. even the five the five player game we never got a chance to to do that yeah and so so our our reviews or sorry my review here is kind of limited on that that respect yeah. i can see that this is going to be a good game at that and it, it is they they hit their like I said they hit their mark. This is yes. a great family game. Oh, they did. A family, great this is a great family style game. The mechanisms aren't complicated. You're gonna get right into this right yeah. away. Yeah, there's no there's no heavy frontal lobe capacity going on here. And even if you're not a rule book person, like I said, this this rule book is very well laid out and everything. You can go watch a play. You can do a Rodney Smith watch a play yeah. on this on, on this baby, which is which yeah. is actually fantastic. Which is actually fantastic that you can actually do. So, but for me, it's a middle shelf. It's not going to come out very often. Um, it'll probably just be one of those. Hey, we got we got to check off the the games that we haven't played in a while. Hey, well, yeah, let's come back. Let's come back to Chai. Yeah. yeah. Um, to just for the fact that I, I feel like the two player game went by way too fast. Mm -hmm. um, completing two orders, being able to do two orders in a round really left me like, oh, there, there should have just been just a little bit more. There maybe should have just been a little bit of a tweak. But yeah. but this being their first game, I think they did a great job. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, the production value on this deluxe edition, 
holy Toledo's. Yeah. <laughs> holy yeah. man. It's Fantastic. got, it's got a presence and we even got, we even got a chance to play on the, uh, the nice neoprene mat. <laughs> holy crap. That add a, yeah. add an aesthetic to it. If you have a chance to check out the neoprene mat, play mat. It, it calmed my mind. It was awesome. Oh my gosh. And there's, a, there's, a, there's a play, there's a place for everything. And the it was cards, so organized. The cards slide off of it very nicely. Oh my goodness. It was but like, it, a, it was like a school teacher meant it to be organized. This is also coming from, this is also coming from Mr. Neoprene myself, which has a yeah. closet of neoprene mats. <laughs> I, I can comment because it even got, oh, it had the, the nice little detail has it had the stitched edge. So it's oh, not yeah. going to fall apart over time. Yeah. <laughs> see now he's gushing. Okay, okay. So, so now I'm seeing. I'm, I'm gushing over the, some of the, some of the components. Gameplay though, middle shelf for me. Yeah, right on. So that was Chai from Don, uh, Dan and Connie Kazmaier of uh, Steep Games. Was this? It, it wasn't too hot and it wasn't too cold. It was just, just right. Hey there. If you like the content that we produce and the type of show we're creating, please leave a happy rating on iTunes or the podcast platform that you use. This would be such a great gift and it would help make it easier for others to find us when they search for board game podcasts. And thanks for listening. And we would like to thank everybody if you got to this point. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you so much for um, uh, being part of the discussion. And uh, as we always like to finish this off by letting you know who we are, I'm I'm your host, Norm. And I'm Mr. Green Tea Meeple himself, Ryan. <laughs> we'll catch you later. <laughs> This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter, at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek Guild number 3039.